Hi, welcome, and thank you for listening to the pilot episode of Crow Jam. I'm Miriam. I'm one half of Big Crow Games. In this podcast, myself and my sister Georgia attempt to come up with an original board game concept within an hour, with both of us bringing our own ideas to the table. Uh, What you're about to hear is essentially raw audio, so apologies for any typing sounds, any audio issues. We're going to try and improve the quality going forward. We did make an attempt with this episode to differentiate our voices. Being sisters, we have quite similar voices. We have done this with a slight pitch shift for the pilot, but we think in future we're probably just going to go with our voices as they are, and we hope you don't have too much trouble telling us apart. Uh, So uh, with that being said, thank you again for checking us out, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So I I have got a timer ready to go, but I figured we could sort of do it our debut album style, where we like bring our ideas to the table, and then as soon as we feel that we're starting to actually shape something, we hit the timer. Sounds good to me. Um, So I I thought maybe we could take it in turns bringing, like, a theme and then bringing a mechanic or the other way around. Sounds good. Yeah. You go first and hit me with your theme. (laughs) Okay, um, I wanted to pick a theme that was like really mundane and kind of the opposite of like uh, fantasy or sci-fi theme. So I didn't get more specific than that. My theme is just like the everyday. Okay. That kind of fits with what I came up with. I I chose a really mundane and very specific thing um, because I decided to just this is like a dry run, just not give it too much thought. I, I said onions. <laughs> okay. I mean, onions are pretty mundane. It's very uh, mundane. I think, I, I guess we can establish here that, like, we can use as much or as little as of what we bring at this stage in the final thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was I was expecting that you would bring something more specific and then the sort of mixture would perhaps make something. But at the no, moment, you've just got At onions. the moment, we've got a game called, no, Mundane Onions. We're not interested <laughs> in, like, exciting, prize-winning, uh, you know, adventurous. We're talking about your run-of-the-mill. What is the most basic onion? I suppose I would say a Spanish white. Yeah. The d- the default in our household now is red onions, but that's not... Yeah, sa- same. I only ever buy red onions, but I wouldn't say they're the most basic onion. No. <laughs> um... uh, and what about uh, a mechanic? Did you have a mechanic idea that you wanted to bring? I did, and it doesn't... It has nothing to do with what I brought for theme. Um, the mechanic idea that I thought of was, like reversible tiles basically tiles with two sides so you know like for example they represent terrain and when something happens you turn it over and the terrain changes okay i think that possibly ties in quite well with what i brought but we might decide against mine i liked the idea of a mechanic that i've seen quite a lot in legacy type games the mechanic, again, I went very, like, broadly defined. Some element of the game is destroyed or changed permanently every time you play. Okay. So, right. like, maybe maybe you have reversible tiles, but you draw on them or stick stickers on them or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Or maybe you have reversible tiles, but they can only be reversed once and then the other side is in some way eliminated. Um, I don't okay. know, like... Yeah, that, so that's definitely is, is like the definition of a legacy game kind of thing. Yeah, um, but I, I wasn't really imagining, you know, like, <laughs> oh, we've got an hour, let's make a legacy game. <laughs> I guess I was kind of thinking what... I suppose, without really thinking about it, I've ended up with the idea of making a very small, very boring legacy game. <laughs> like... <laughs> like 
a legacy game that's really, really, like, I don't know, maybe it only takes five minutes to play and you only play it five times or something like that. Uh-huh. Well, if we're talking about a, um, like, a, a reversible tile game wherein some part of the thing gets destroyed, have you seen anything about the Trogdor game? Uh, I have seen a little bit about it. I want to say that I think we might be starting to get into game design here. Yeah, okay. It might be time to hit the timer. All right. So so we're going to hit a timer for one hour, and we are going to come up with as much of a game as we can based on some of the ideas that we've brought today, which are, just to reiterate, a mundane (laughs) or onion or both theme and featuring the mechanics reversible tiles or some kind of legacy inspired permanent change or destruction or both starting the timer now okay so so yeah i've seen a little bit about the trogdor game and i know that there's like tile flipping to do with yeah whether when things get burninated and stuff yeah um which is not permanent i think or at least some of some of the burnination is not permanent but it just made me think of that I'm now imagining almost, um, and I don't, I don't know that this is a thing that we could make work, but this is what I'm now imagining, that you would play the game several times and almost like Tamagotchi style through some mechanic, you're like farming onions and onions grow on the underside of the tile in a way that you can't see. And then you have to dig up tiles, like turn them over and you might turn one over and there's nothing there. And then that tile is, you know, lost. Okay. So how about this for an idea? You have reversible tiles. Let's say you have a certain number per player and this is a two player head to head type game. And you, instead of pieces... This game comes with sheets and sheets and sheets of stickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're maybe taking like alternating blind turns. One of you is like an onion farmer and the other one is some kind of onion hungry creature. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the farmer on their turn flips tiles, plants onions in known positions the animal on their turn eats onions, maybe has the ability to move the tiles, and then the farmer... Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that you never know what your opponent's done. They're like blind turns. uh, And the tiles are one way up on player one's turn, the other way up on player two's turn. And then at the end you score it out somehow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to imagine how the stickers will work if they if it's turned over on. Or maybe it's just like onions can be on both sides. Or maybe it's like you've got the underground side and the above ground side. You could use the underground side for the underground side is always face down. You never know what your opponent's done to the underground side, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when your turn st- starts, you can only turn one tile. Yeah, okay. Maybe so, so you don't know what tile your opponent's messed around with. But then maybe you can also do things above ground to try and steer them towards or away from certain tiles. Like there's some kind of misleading or... Okay. You could set like a a mole trap or something that means that it's I don't know, maybe if you're the farmer you can put a mole trap there and that means that that mole the mole can only can do one less thing or something. Mhm. I like this blind turns idea. I feel like I've not seen uh a lot of that especially in this kind of context. I'm wondering How- about whether like and ooh, yeah, sorry. perhaps you can do something on the on the underside that sort of sabotages farming, right? Like, um, yeah, 
Uh, I mean, I guess the other thing we have to think is how this plays out in Legacy. Like, you know, if the stickers are going to make permanent changes, hmm. how do you... But then I, I think that maybe could work. So maybe there's sort of two types of turn. Like you can either, say you're the farmer, you can either like grow onion or harvest onion, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's one type of turn. And then the other type of turn is like set traps or, you know, do something that has a legacy effect. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So perhaps your your weirdly like environmental message, but like your land starts out very like fertile, and you would, you know, each time you harvest onions on a tile, you would be harvesting quite a lot, and then the legacy element is almost like diminishing returns as your like yeah, soil erodes or whatever, unless you like fertilize your soil. So you, I mean, you are a, a knowledgeable soil person. You. Uh, have like soil knowledge and you're interested in this kind of thing so that's actually maybe kind of a cool theme yeah it's interesting I'm I mean I'm already down for this I wasn't expecting us to get so like outside of the box so quickly um yeah I mean it's definitely not going to be something we could like easily prototype or whatever but I kind of like the idea of it. So maybe the onions themselves don't have to be stickers. They could be expressed in some other way. Mm. But then the top side of the tile is where you can make the legacy changes. Mm. And yeah. both players can do that. Um, and perhaps they can be... Um, perhaps there is an element where stickers can be laid over stickers. So you can like... Yeah, I was definitely. Something. I was definitely imagining the ability to stick a sticker over the sticker. What if, like, say the onions were expressed in an abstract way on the underside of the tile? They could be expressed as a like a wipeable, so like a whiteboard style number. Um, okay that you could subtract from and add to your own private scorecard or something, but then at the end of one game, that's, like, the starting number of onions on that tile next game as well. So you would, like, make, okay. re- render that semi-permanent. That works in theory. I have to say I, I'm not a fan of games that I've tried that have had, like, a whiteboard, whiteboard pens and markers, because it just, especially in, like, a board game cafe setting, it just gets that, like really grimy yeah um yeah totally agree so maybe there's some other way of doing it like maybe it's tokens and then you just add a sticker at the end of the game that shows how many onions were left on that patch yeah 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 or something the only issue would be that if it was physical tokens underneath the tile it would be harder to keep secret how many were there yeah i suppose that you could have the underside of the tile could be like slightly raised on like little raised corners yeah so i yeah i was almost imagining little trays like Mm -hmm. but then we're getting out of the idea of reversible tiles and i don't want to subtract from your idea no that mean it's still reversible tiles right it's just one side has like a lip to allow you to hide things more easily yeah i was basically imagining like a little sort of lid (laughs) like a box lid yeah um which could have quite a cute sort of graphical effect speaking of graphical talk to me about our onion munching creature because the first time you said that i definitely imagined the little onion guys from hilda okay um yeah i didn't really i guess i was vaguely imagining a mole but i don't think moles eat onions maybe it's like a fictional stinky creature that loves to eat onions well i love that and i just think it just has so much potential (laughs) and I guess you know if it was something that was I mean I don't want to get too far outside of the mundane it's quite important to me that this game's at least a little bit mundane (laughs) okay yeah no of course I'd forgotten that that was like one of our elements Uh... so I well I mean you know we we said we could take or leave it um I don't want to 
I'm not going to like lock us into making a game that's boring or anything like that. But my thinking is more like, I don't want it to have magical powers. No, I, d- I don't think that anyone is going to imagine that a game about farming onions is somehow, you know, a flight of fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what elements have do we feel we're fairly settled on so far? I like the idea of the little lipped square tiles. Mm-hmm. How, ma- how many of those feels like the right number? Like for the entire sort of space that you're yeah. using. Um, I'd say like something like five by five. That's that's like just because I know that that's the size that the Trogdor game is. It's like a nice, it's enough of an area to play in without being like crazy expansive mm. and open. So interestingly, I was imagining only four, but it sounds like we're imagining tiles of quite different sizes. Oh, I was ima- I, uh, I see I was... you were imagining two by two, like large. Yeah, I was thinking sort of like the size of a coaster. Okay. But 25 smaller ones might be better because you could sort of choose where you were going to put things more. You'd have more choice in that regard. Well, maybe we should, um, like, at least f- for our concept, we should just compromise, meet in the middle and say, like, three by three or something. That's exactly what I was going to suggest. So we split the difference and do a three by three grid. Um, there would have to be some kind of way of recording how they were laid out, perhaps. Like, so that at the end of game one, you can set up game two the right way. Yeah. Hmm. But that doesn't... That's detailed stuff. Yeah. So this is a two-player head-to-head game, um, asymmetrical. Uh, uh, what kinds of things do we want to be able to do in a game like this? Uh, hmm. I suppose it's a lot of the appeal of the game is kind of, uh, I guess, causing mischief or like surprising your opponent. Yes. Um, so, I guess perhaps the the ability to like you can you can only like work on one tile at a time or at a, at a certain area of the map at, at, at one time, and then you might mm. do something on the above side that like shows where you've been, and there's a kind of bluffing element of what you mm. might. Okay, so like some moves that you might want to make might be like uh, plant onion, harvest onion, steal onion. Uh, you might want to uh, set trap or uh, place like chicken wire mm-hmm. um, or maybe like uh, leave um, uh, like you know, like burrow burrow hole or something to suggest that you've been somewhere. So mm-hmm. may- maybe um, it's about choosing a tile uh, and then you get every onion that's under there. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're trying to maybe like lead your opponent to lift up tiles where you've already been. Um... Yeah, I'm sort of imagining two different possibilities for kind of how the, like, movement tactics work. In one version, it would be you, each each turn you are just in one tile, and you and the next turn you have to move to an adjacent tile. Mm. The second version would be each turn you can choose any tile, and you can, uh, you can like do things on two adjacent tiles where you are so that you can like now I think the first thing works better now I've said it out loud so would both players be committed to moving from tile to tile I mm, if I if 
If the answer was no, then I would say it was the farmer who had more freedom because yeah, it's their land, you know, like they're managing Thematic- it. Thematically, that makes sense. It's whether that introduces too much imbalance, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I'm very... Like... The goal, as I imagine it, is to hoard as many onions for yourself as you can. Mm-hmm. Whether you are the onion squirrel or the onion farmer. <laughs> onion squirrel. The onion hog? I like onion squirrel, to be honest. It's uh, It communicates that the, the creature is yeah. like collecting them and kind of squirreling them. <laughs> yeah, putting them in its burrow rather than... Um, yeah. I feel like the permanent changes that I'm talking about, where you stick a sticker onto a tile or over another sticker, need to confer some kind of clear benefit so like the farmer would have a sheet of their own stickers that they're limited so like you could play them all in your very first game but then if you play again nothing much is gonna Mm. come of it and then the the squirrel has their own sheet of stickers and it's the same so like maybe the squirrel for example maybe the squirrel only can move tile to tile or they can move directly to a tile where they've stuck their burrow okay yes that's cool uh, so then that sort of enables them to teleport across the map and that might be something that the farmer could use but then it might be really helpful to the squirrel to get a, you know, a fresh crop of onions. Mm. Um, okay, so if we if we try and like keep a list of um, squirrel stickers and farmer stickers. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. So, um, squirrel stickers, burrow. Um, maybe, like, could the squirrel... What else would you want to do? You would... Could you, like, leave a little pile of squirrel poop and that would somehow generate onions there in a future turn? You know, like, fertiliser. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, let's put that for now. <laughs> Squirrel poop. The, the farmer would also want to be able to generate new onions in an area. Yes. And I guess the idea is that you would want to, if you were either player was going to do that, they would want to do it in a place where they thought that they could get to before their opponent could get to it. Yeah. I'm think I've started thinking about the mechanic for planting onions or like do they sort of generate in my mind there's a a limited number and they get used up but maybe it would make sense for them to I think you would want to be able to plant them I think you would want to be able to make more especially as in my mind this is a short legacy game but it's a legacy game so maybe something you can do is like uh, perhaps there's a token that you like not a sticker but a token that you can put on a tile and it says basically the next time I visit this tile I will add onions like on the underside mm. or I guess I'm trying to work out like how how mechanically you add and how me- mechanically you harvest. Like, yeah, I and what's the separation kind of thing? What if in addition to reversible tiles, we had like reversible onion tokens. So imagine a an onion token that's like yellow on one side, blue on the other. So uh so when you lay out the game, it's they're all yellow side up. Mm-hmm. And when you take them, you take them as yellow onions. But what you could do is place a blue onion and when that is picked up, that's two. Okay. Does that make So that you've like planted one of your onions back and it's turned into two onions or five onions or something. Okay, yeah. So this would be on the underside, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. So this would still be hidden. It would mm-hmm. still be like a hidden move. To yeah, you would have to have an onion in your collection already, and basically place it and come back to it. I feel like thematically that would work with a squirrel as well. Mm-hmm. You know, in, yes. in the way that squirrels like forget their acorns and grow new oak trees by accident. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think that's cool as well. Uh. <laughs> so, so I uh. think rather than thinking about specific stickers, it might make sense to think about like types of permanent change that you might want to make. Like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, like the squirrel poop or the fertilizer, the result is that whoever gets to their first, whatever they find under there is doubled. Yeah. And then you would grass over it, maybe. Okay, so then it would be like... Then then that's a sort of permanent not... No onions. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's played out. Yeah, maybe, maybe after that you like, you know, play it... Uh, you could use a sticker that indicates that it's like a dead tile. Yeah. Um... So that you, maybe you have to re refertilize it or replant it or something to like bring it back. So then you've got your like soil management theme mm. coming back through, which I did really like. I think that's like uh, a cute idea. Um, okay, so one one of our actions is like increase onions. One yeah. of our actions should should perhaps like harm the action economy of the opposite side kind of thing like if the farmer sets a trap then the squirrel can only take half the onions on their next turn or something Mm, so would that be something that you stuck on the top or something you hid underneath i i've i've been thinking about this and i feel like it would be underneath right because it needs to be you need to no, not know that you're walking into a trap and maybe it would literally be that like the trap is here therefore you can only take half the onions that you find here yeah and I think that would work with the reversible tile concept as well right because like you can still stick a sticker on the underneath and then it's still like a legacy game what I'm increasingly thinking is that even though this would be like work to achieve graphically your nine tiles should be numbered from one to nine so that you so that you set them up the right way the thing is the more we describe it the more i think maybe 16 tiles just because i think nine tiles isn't enough optionality maybe 25 is too much okay um but yeah like uh you know it if they're all if they're numbered when you set them up one to sixteen, then any permanent changes you make that continue on to the next game will um uh you know will will be permanent as established if you see what i mean yeah they'll it'll just be in the same geographical like arrangement yeah when do we feel a game of this ends? Good question. Um, I suppose what there's there's two two questions there. Like, when does the entire thing end, and when does each individual game within the legacy end? Yeah, I feel like the whole thing ends maybe just after five games. I definitely like the idea of it being like really quick, like not a legacy game that you know, takes you weeks and weeks to play, but instead just something that you could do over the course of a week. Yeah. In in like twenty minute bursts or something. It's tricky. Yeah. Like in ter- in terms of I know that this is not a thing we're thinking of, about, but if we were actually producing and selling it, like the production and therefore the cost and the cost of something that you're only gonna use once. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's why we that's one of the advantages of just doing like a you know a creativity game like this yeah. where we're not trying to make something that we're really going to make 
is that it doesn't matter that it would be very expensive to make something that had a hundred minutes of gameplay total. Um, and I guess that the, so each of the five games would perhaps finish, uh, is it when you hit a certain onion total or what if you had to move your token from space to space and if you picked up a tile and your opponent's token was there? But then there's the chance that that would happen in, like, the second turn. Yeah, I was wondering about a similar thing, perhaps, where, like, it's some element of chance, but that does seem um, perhaps a bit too easy to complete immediately. Um, So perhaps it would be Onion Total or maybe... Maybe like the first, maybe you you just finish a game the first time a tile gets like decommissioned. Yeah, that's, I quite like that. So I've been thinking more about the legacy element of this and I feel like the way to make it work is for it to actually have spin up. So you don't start with there being loads of onions there. You start with quite few and you have to plant, and then mm. any un- unharvested planted onions at the end of the game are recorded. So, again, going back to the yellow and blue onions idea, just as, for, like, my imagination, any at the end of a game, any onions that are yellow side up rot in the ground. They don't get eaten, they don't get harvested. Any onions that are blue side up, when you guys next play, there's two or three or five whatever onions there. Okay. So yes. so if you can remember where you planted onions, uh, I guess the trick is that you're going to have to be able to set up um, without knowing everything, if you see what I mean. Oh, yeah. But you could potentially do that, again, with the numbered tiles by having one player set up all the odd-numbered tiles and one player set up all the even-numbered tiles. Because if you can only move orthogonally tile to tile, then you'd always be moving to an unexpected from an expected. Okay, yes. And it would be recorded on the back of the tiles what the setup was for that game, if that makes sense. So you would have a sticker that you stuck on the back at the end of the game. Uh, so, So that when you then set it up next turn... You could, um, yeah, so that uh, those stickers then tell you how to set up next time. So yeah, then I think that would, I think that would be a good way to solve the problem of players having too much information on the next setup. Mm. Um, Do we like this idea? The game? Yeah. I I think it's cool. What do you think? I'm not as excited about it as I have been about other games of ours, but then we've not tried it at all. We don't really know what we're, like, on about. <laughs> yeah, at, at the moment it is just fully a thought exercise. Is there something about it that's not resonating for you? Uh, I guess it's just hard to conceptualise. It's, like, hard to imagine playing so that's that's i think is it really it's just um yeah it's it's hard to grasp Uh, yeah it's much more like um uh component heavy than other things we've designed like historically we make card games and sort of uh rpg things that don't need any components uh and we've made one keepsake game which mm. again wasn't component heavy, so this is like a big step outside of what we usually do, which I think is fun, like creatively. Yeah. But it's maybe maybe it's like spinning out a little bit, and we need to get back to what we see as the gameplay loop. Yeah, I'm into I'm into like how new it is and kind of un- unusual, 
Um, yeah. Also, we're only 30 minutes in, and I think we have generated, like, a ton of ideas. Yeah. Which is quite, um, like, even if it's not a good game, necessarily, I do think that we have, like, the bones of something that resembles a game in 30 minutes. I'm, I so, mean, I'm, I, I almost, I honestly think it's quite solid. If anything, that question was coming from a place of, like, what are we going to talk about for the rest of the hour that's not kind of getting very into the nitty gritty of how it would all work and everything like i think it might might be valuable to try and like imagine a turn okay and and see what that brings us up against so would you rather imagine a farmer turn or a squirrel turn um i'll be squirrel okay and i'll be farmer and here's the things that i think would happen so you are blindfolded for this <laughs> i pick a tile i'm just uh, covering my eyes with my big bushy onion tail <laughs> oh it's so cute um i pick a tile i lift that tile i decide whether to harvest or plant an onion i'd say i can only do one of those two moves and I can only plant an onion if I have one in my collection already. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's multiple onions off- under there, I think I could take all of them. Okay. So let's say I-, I lift a tile and there's three onions under there. I can harvest all of them. Or I can place a sticker on either side of that tile. I think you shouldn't be able to harvest and sticker. That makes sense to me. So let's say that I lift the tile, there's three onions there, I harvest them, I put them in my secret stash, and then I put that tile back down. That's the turn that I imagine. Okay. Is that very interesting? In itself, no, but it is part of your, like, you know, sort of engine. You're harvesting the onions that you're then going to plant. Yes. I suppose that if you if you had placed a sticker instead, then I, squirrel player on my turn, could see that sticker and think, well, I know that they went there and didn't harvest. Mm. Right? But yeah, so this has it made doesn't me... necessarily mean that there's onions there. Yes, that's true. This has also made me think, you know, we were talking about you know, can one character move from tile to tile or move freely? What if Squirrel can only move from tile to tile but can place stickers freely? Uh, so, like, a Squirrel could place a burrow sticker far from where they currently are, uh, but Farmer can move freely but only place a sticker where they moved. Okay. So that it's it's, like, asymmetrical but fair-ish so that then farmer would wouldn't necessarily know where squirrel had been based on the stickers but squirrel would know something about what farmer had done i like that would you mind adding that to the document so that my typing doesn't (laughs) yeah absolutely um um how would we want the squirrel player to keep track of where they are um yeah a good question Maybe just they just have a little grid that represents the field, and they yeah, just that, that make makes a, pri- a lot of sense. A private note, uh, yeah, I think that that can help them to stay on top of it without exposing themselves. Um, okay, so I've imagined a farmer turn, uh, and as you say, it wasn't like a very exciting one, but it's one that like would open up opportunities. So that being the turn that I took, I harvested and didn't stick a sticker. Squirrel then is looking at a field that looks the same as it did before my turn. What does Squirrel do? Okay, so um, I'm imagining that the the same thing is true that when when I choose a tile, I look underneath it and I can either like steal onions or I can place a sticker somewhere. That's correct? Yep. So I guess I would choose another tile. I, I don't know where you've been, so so chances are I would choose another tile. 
I look under there. Uh, and, I mean, my guess would be that for Squirrel's turn, if they see, see onions, they take them. And if they don't see onions, then they place a sticker. Like, that does feel kind of like the the choice, the optimal choice, based on what we know about the game so far. Mm. Do you feel like it's equally... Uh, both play- Are both players equally motivated to plant onions? Oh, like... yes. I forgot that that was an option. Uh, I mean, I suppose that's... Yeah, if anything, that's as valuable to Squirrel, if not more valuable to Squirrel, if like, if they find a tile that doesn't have onions. Mm. Um, then planting them and knowing where they are is good and then but then you know there's the kind of sense of like risk or lost opportunity because you plant them and you know that farmer can move anywhere and therefore farmer might just dig up the onions that you planted yeah so this has made me think that with the legacy mechanic that we sort of have in mind maybe the the planted onions don't mature until the next game so it's like a note that you're leaving to yourself or trying to leave to yourself. Ooh. And if and if the other player finds them before you, then they can harvest it as one onion or there's just an equality of information. So either they know that next game there'll be multiple yeah. onions there or they can be like, oh, one onion and add it to their collection. That's really perfect. That's kind of the thing I was wondering about earlier. Like... How could you essentially simulate the time passing between planting and, you know, harvesting? Like, because otherwise, in theory, you could plant on one turn and harvest on the next turn, which feels very quick for the... Yeah, um, and and that would be particularly possible. That would actually be really possible for both players, and that's not what you want, is it? Like, you want... And and that would relate to what I was thinking about before as well in terms of like spinning up the game mm-hmm. so that maybe there's only really quite few onions to start off with and the first game is all about like find them, uh, hoard them, mm. uh, but but don't fail to plant them because otherwise there won't be any next game. This really makes the legacy element feel much more like relevant, relevant. and like uh cool yeah so maybe like each game starts with a set number of onions that are just there Mm. so that you you couldn't accidentally have a game two with zero onions but Mm. you also have the planted onions legacy element uh that means that you know you can hopefully like set yourself little treasure troves that you'll be able to to use and maybe even you could use your stickers as markers if that's like if that doesn't feel too risky to you mm. um and but and the stickers that you use in the game you know we were talking about how like fertilizer could mean that when you dig that tile there's double the onions there like th- that would be instant if you see what i mean okay mm. so then does that mess with like because Squirrel wouldn't do that, right? Like, if Squirrel stickers the... Um, if if Squirrel fertilises and Farmer can choose freely what tile they dig, they're always going to dig that tile. Unless Squirrel was using that to, like, trap the Farmer? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the... the uh, hmm, I'm not sure... I was just thinking that I was just like going back to the sort of, um, you know, theoretical production of this game. I was just imagining like how you could make it like reusable and replayable. In theory, you could just like the company that makes the game could just sell replacement sticker sheets and the stickers could be removable or like um, in some way. Yeah, I mean, if if it was like vinyl stickers, you know, like static cling type things, yeah, it would it would have reusability. I don't know um, how 
big a vinyl sticker has to be to to do that. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think it has to be massive. Um I think that both types of character should have um surface and underground stickers. Yeah. So so that sometimes you'll flip a tile and find a sticker there and it'll be a surprise and it'll mess you up or benefit you or and vice versa. Yeah. And and then and sometimes like like I guess the stickers that you stick visibly are more like to try and misdirect your opponent or something like that or um you know, you're like giving something away about your location, perhaps, but you're, um, there's like a distinct benefit to you. So like if you're the farmer, you you might be more able to give information away to the squirrel if you think the squirrel's nowhere near. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know how it would feel like, tactically but i think that because of the legacy element of the game it would be okay to have stickers that maybe signaled quite a lot but also had a big effect like i'm imagining like this maybe isn't necessarily true to life but like a water tower or something like an irrigation system Mm. uh that would Would it break the game if Squirrel could only stick stickers on the underside and Farmer could only stick on the top? Because of Squirrel's movement limitation, it would be possible for Farmer to, like, eventually hit them with a negative effect. Mm-hmm. With even, even with Squirrel knowing where the sticker was, maybe? Mm, yeah. No, I think... I. Th- at the moment, I am struggling. To, mm, or am I? Maybe it's. I think I might be getting bogged down in details a little bit too much. I think the original idea that like some stickers go on top and some stickers go underneath is better. Yeah, I sort of want us. I don't want us to, um, like reach our hour and not have talked about the. I guess sort of like selling element of the game like what are we calling it and what's it visually like and stuff okay well we've got 15 minutes left or thereabouts so shall we move into that like we have some clear ideas we definitely have some mechanics that i don't think i've seen anywhere before um so just to like very quickly reiterate we are imagining a game with 16 tiles in a 4x4 grid and the tiles are lipped on the underside so that they can be used to conceal an unknown number of tokens Uh, they are grass on the top and dirt underneath you use them to hide onion tokens uh, and your goal as either an onion squirrel or a farmer is to gather as many onions as you can there's a legacy element where you plant onions that don't harvest until next game there's also a legacy element where you stick stickers to create traps or buffs or uh, sort of other opportunities for interactive play between the two players and every turn is blind so you never know what your opponent has done unless they leave an above ground sticker yes it's just occurred to me and this is a minor detail but um with your like uh example of the yellow onions and blue onions we would need to have four different colors of onions right so that you know when you see a blue onion that was planted last game and not this game, or two games ago and not this game. I see what you mean. I was just imagining that at the end of the game, which we still haven't really settled on, you write down how many blue onions are left, and then those come back as multiple yellow onions next game. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So the only continuity is game to game? Yeah. Uh Okay. Okay. So, did you have you are the punmeister? Did you have any title ideas? No, not not 
I haven't given any thought to it. <laughs> but, um, uh, there's, I, I guess there's obvious, like, oh, what about this? No, my onions! Like, <laughs> N-O exclamation mark. <laughs> my cabbages! <laughs> Uh, you know, like the expression "know your onions." Oh but. yeah, I was. I've obviously that had occurred to me, but I haven't thought about that. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was thinking about. I'm, I'm typing I, it, Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that. I was thinking about like the word mundane and the word onions, and I was thinking mm. about like mundanians, mundanians, mundanians. And then I was thinking about like munching, like onion munchkin or onion munchkin or, uh, you know, an, uh, onion munchkin doesn't suck, but I like, no, my onions. <laughs> I'm imagining the cover of the box being, you know, like a someone in a very stereotypical farmer outfit, you know, like dumplings yeah. in a straw hat and then maybe like waving a fist at the sky and then there's a you know, an onion squirrel with, like, <laughs> arms full of onions. Georgie, you know you didn't need to describe that to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's also, it's kind of like, hey, that's my fish. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, it, I feel like the game itself is quite strong on its sort of USP yeah. side of things, in that, like, it's got some novel components, and it's also a little bit like, um, I haven't played this, but I've seen quite a lot of My my City. I've seen a lot of people talk about that as kind of like a quite, a relatively quick legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were going to, if we had more time or if we spent more time on this, we could maybe consider like gating some of the stickers so that, you know, things go into envelopes and you don't okay. get them till later in the game. Uh which might be worth thinking about. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, that's definitely detail stuff, whereas I feel our goal was to come up with a relatively well-rounded game idea in an hour. Uh, yeah, I think we've done that. There's a lot about it that I really like, um, and I I can imagine playing it being really fun. And it's got a good niche, like a two-player game with that, sort of kind of friendly competitive element it yeah that's feel something like... that we we both like to design that into our games don't we like um a little bit of a gotcha but like light <laughs> yeah and it's not the it's definitely not the kind of strategy game where you could get really annoyed at the other person because literally everything they do is hidden and you know if you if you if they've taken your onions, it you know it's like what can you do? It's just yeah, and um, yeah, and I you know there's also like a sort of squirrely. One of the things I like about it is the idea of trying to remember what you did last game. Mm. Um, obviously, like we discussed, the the setup would mean that some of the information would be revealed to you, but I think we could make that fair by having it shared between both players. Yeah. Do we think your starting position should be consistent from game to game, or should you get to choose? Oh, like, should you be... Should you start in the tile that you left last time? Yeah, I guess that only actually matters for the squirrel, because the farmer can go wherever. Uh... Yeah, maybe the squirrel just has to start from a burrow, if there is a burrow on the... on the board. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um... So it's in the squirrel's interest then to place more than one barrow in the first game. Yeah. Maybe once, maybe one starts on the board, anyway, and it's in their interest to place another one. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Do you have any other things? So let's re- revisit what our starting principles were and see how we feel about it. Uh, so you suggested that you wanted to make a game with reversible tiles. Yes, which is actually, I I understand what you were saying now. It's not quite what we've done, but yeah. it's, it's the same, it has the same effective 
you know, effect. Yeah, uh, I think what I would say, this is a game where both sides of the tile matter. Yeah. It's not, you're not changing the game state by flipping them, which I think is, that's what I think of more as a reversible tile game, like Forbidden Island. But instead, like, both sides of the tile are relevant to gameplay every single turn. Yeah. Uh, And I wanted to make a game where there was some element of a component being permanently changed or destroyed. And I think we leaned into that quite hard. Yes. Uh, so I was very pleased with that. You wanted to make a game that had the theme of onions. Big check. <laughs> we absolutely nailed it. I'm sorry that that's what I came with. <laughs> Look, it's better than what I came up with, which is I wanted to make a game where the theme was mundane or everyday. Uh, I... And I, I think mean... we've done that. Like, it's not... You know, it's certainly not like a big sci-fi flight of fantasy or anything like that, is it? It's just a game about doing a job and or being a squirrel. Yeah. I mean, we have sort of ironically ended up making like a farming sim, which is not necessarily the kind of game that either of us like leans towards. But I mean, I I have played a huge amount of Stardew Valley in my life. Yeah, that's cool. What's it like? Uh, very chill, but I only play it when I have bad depression, so <laughs> I, I try not to play it too much. That's fair. Um, yeah, I like the. I love the way that we were able to incorporate the Onions theme with the legacy idea, or the, the legacy-inspired idea, by having Onions that you plant in game one carrying over to game two. Yeah, that's that was like a real um, light bulb moment. So nice one on that one. What if uh, there was just on this thought? What if there was, in some sense, a set number of onions in the game? So you know, I was saying like at the end when you clear down, any yellow onions that are left under the tiles rot in the ground. What hmm. if those are destroyed? Oh, okay. So those just go like go in a in a red sealed bag and do not touch. Yeah, these these are the bad stinky onions. (laughs) As opposed to the good stinky onions. (laughs) I I think there should probably still be like a set number of yellow onions that come forward each game, like I said, so that there's no risk of a zero onion game. Mm. But um, yeah, maybe like any that you leave in the ground are, are, are lost. A game uh, with zero onions where Farmer and Squirrel just end up doing a beautiful waltz. <laughs> just both just hunting around for onions, but there are none to be had. Um, so maybe it would be possible for the last game to have zero or very few onions if you like planted a lot, but then a lot were wasted or something. Mm-hmm. So that the resources are slightly artificially scarce does feel like the kind of thing that balance wise would need a, a bit of playtesting to kind of understand how the numbers fall out yeah yeah definitely it's not going to be the kind of thing where we're like well the perfect number of onions for this game is 120 <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we've got six minutes left i think that this was a pretty good dry run for trying to make a game from uh from nothing in one hour Mm. So, what we've ended up with is, I think, called No! My Onions! (laughs) And it's a two-player, head-to-head, hidden roll. uh, No, well, no, not hidden roll. You know what your opponent's roll is. Like, hidden move, onion, hoarding, legacy game. (laughs) And that's how we'll pitch it. Yeah, so uh, big game developers, big game publishers, just uh, hit us up. We have so many more ideas like this. <laughs> um, Honestly, yeah. endless. And if you enjoyed listening to this, uh, then let us know and we'll do it again. <laughs> oh, so we are doing this. This, is, this isn't just staying as a file on my PC. Well, it's up to you. <laughs> like, I, I'll see what I can do with the audio because obviously there's going to be issues with us having the same voice. Uh, yes, that is a bit of a problem. 
Also, we didn't record an intro or anything, but you know, I thought it might be fun for you to have like a thing to post. No, I mean, I love it. I we weren't especially funny, which uh, I I was slightly aware of in the middle. I was like, wow, we really are talking the game mechanics. <laughs> I don't think the goal was to be funny. The goal was just to try and you know break a game in an hour. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's. We don't have to be entertaining. People just might might want to listen to the creative process. Yeah, they might do. I'm sure there's, we've got some nice people who would check this out. No doubt. Um, so yeah, let's well let's call it there. Let's kill our recordings. Die, die.